Welcome to the Profitable Accountant Podcast. I'm your host, Reza Huda, practice owner, coach, and mentor to accounting firm owners. In this podcast, I share practical strategies to get new clients, charge higher prices, and build a profitable accounting firm that you're proud of. From time to time, I also interview other accountants doing incredible things so you can learn what's working and take tangible takeaways to implement. Make sure you press the follow button on your podcast player so you get notified when I release a new episode. Now, on to today's session. Hello, hello, good morning. Hope you're well and a good start to the day. So, uh, yesterday, or rather, uh, for you listening to this on Thursday of this week, I had my live event for PAC members, for Profitable Accountants Community members down near my office in Eastleigh at the Village Hotel near Southampton. And what an event, what a day it was. I was absolutely buzzing afterwards, albeit completely knackered and exhausted and zapped of energy because I'm an introvert at heart. And therefore, spending a whole day with people zaps me of all my energy. But I love doing it from time to time, and not all the time, because it's such a great way to share breast practice, to share learnings, to connect with each other offline to enhance the relationships that we have uh, cultivated and developed online in a 3D setting as opposed to the 2D Zoom calls that we are used to. And so much came from there. We had members from all over the country come down, even from Ireland, to fly in to have a day of working in the business. And it wasn't just listening to me drone on because they get enough of that in the community through my training and my mentoring sessions every single month and my Ask Me Anything coaching sessions. But we had a day where we got to learn from other practices of other members doing great things because often we, and this was some of the feedback at the end, that actually having heard from other fellow practice owners that things aren't so bad because we give ourselves a lot of grief sometimes and we don't pat ourselves on the back and we don't take a moment to celebrate our successes because we're always comparing ourselves to other people you know other people's what they what you see on social media but the thing is you know don't compare your life to someone's highlight reel essentially that's what you're seeing on social media you're only seeing the good stuff you're not seeing the day-to-day the firefighting the disasters the crazy things that happen on a regular basis for all practice owners you're no exception so actually actually hearing from other people going through the same thing um it gave some people that comfort that actually we are doing some things right and we are actually not that bad not as bad as we think we are to ourselves because we tend to be our our worst critic so really it gave we went through the kind of the three m's and it gave people the the, the three m's of mindset motivation and methods so to get anything done to get any results remember those three m's that if you want to achieve a result if you want to change your life you want to get some kind of transformation it just requires these three m's mindset motivation and methods and we had all of that in bucket loads at the event yesterday so the event was it was separated into three main parts and i did uh, well four actually uh covering the three big challenges that I hear from practice owners. The first one was all centered around winning new clients, getting new business. So I had a panel of uh, practice owners, three or four of them, sharing their journey of uh, what they have done to win new business and how they are 
developing and got the system going to work on autopilot it was uh, a few of my practice mem uh, mastermind members were on there and I uh, obviously deliberately selected a, a couple who I know have have had general practices and then through working together with me have created a specialism have created a niche and now seeing and bearing the fruits from it so we heard how a couple of general practitioners had their journey of how they went about because you, you've heard from me that you know to do this. You know that to win business, you need to get clear on your business strategy, your who. Get clear on the who, then the what, where and how to find your ideal clients is a lot easier. But it's easier said than done, right? And I get it. And that's why what I wanted to do is not just have people listening to me go on about the same thing over and over again, but also hear the insights and experiences of other practice owners who've actually gone away and done this so, and to hear what they did how they did it, how they went about finding their niche what you know, what process they went through and what exactly they did in the step that they did it obviously it was through the power positioning course that i that i taught and they took that and they actually put it into action because all this stuff is great in terms of you're hearing the stuff from me in terms of what you need to do but you're not actually gonna get the results if you don't take action these guys they took action and they got results so one of them had a general practice and they created a separate brand to target associate dentists and they're doing really well with that um and some of the examples that he gave in terms of how he is winning new business now is marketing at trade shows, connecting with other key influencers in the space, so connecting with people who have large Facebook groups, all full of dentists, interacting in there, engaging in there, having referral partnerships set up with other people in the space like dental um there are people who coach dentists in terms of helping them with sales and all that sort of thing. So they have groups full of dentists. And once you're in that space, then uh, then it's so much easier to find more people like them. Because dentists know other dentists. Doctors know other doctors. People in construction know other people in construction. So once you've got that rhythm going, once you've got in there with two, three, four of that same client base, then everything just snowballs. So we heard ideas from, from the dentist, we had another mastermind member who talked about her journey in, in terms of going from a general practice to setting up a separate brand for salon owners and what she'd done to put herself out there as the expert even without having you know lots of clients in that particular space the fact that she put herself out there as the specialist brought about lots of opportunities including the ability to write a blog for one of the leading magazines in that space because she just wrote an email to the editor saying I am, you know, I'm a specialist working with salon owners and there are some things going on with the VAT, uh, VAT, etc. Would you like me to write an article that would benefit your audience? And she got an email back saying, yes, absolutely. That'd be fantastic. I'm looking for someone to do a piece. So once you get clear on the who and you specialize, even though you haven't got bags of client in that sector, automatically people will see you as the expert. Now, you don't have to be the uncontested expert authority in the country. You simply have to know a little bit more than a generalist all a little bit more than your client and you can call yourself an expert and you are an expert you've been doing this for years you know your stuff in terms of the 
you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of what's required. It's not going to vary too much, but you will get to know that particular sector and be able to add a lot more value when you go narrow and you go deep into one particular area. So with dentists, it's all about using their lingo, like UDAs and all that kind of stuff and superannuation and pensions, knowing about their typical questions that they have about their tax status and about um, what they need to earn to perhaps get mortgages or how to go about then moving away from associate to uh, b uh, buying their own practice. For salon owners, there's other stuff with the VAT uh, quirks and nuances and every niche has their own particular nuances and quirks which you get to know about when you decide to specialize in that sector. So we heard how a few of, uh, of the members were getting incredible results on winning new business. Lots of ideas were shared best practice was given, the experiences were learned, and that gave people the the motivation that it's possible. Because often we perhaps have the right mindset, but we don't have the motivation, or we've got the motivation, but we haven't got the right mindset. And again, both of these things come from hearing what other people are doing to give us the right mindset, to break down those limiting beliefs that we have that we can't do that because we're not qualified or we're not an expert or we don't know enough or I'm not in the right area or my clients will never pay that and all of these things we make up in our minds because of where we've come from our particular thoughts and our experiences so it's not until you go out and you start talking to other people who have been in your shoes and who've overcome those limiting beliefs and who've actually, who've actually taken action and put into practice what they've been hearing and what they've been learning and starting to get results, that then gives you that belief that it's possible. That's where it all starts. If you don't believe it's possible, you will never achieve what you want to achieve. So that's the first bit, the mindset. You need to get the mindset right. You can do this. If you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way, you're right. Famous saying by Henry Ford. Remember that. If you believe you can, or believe you can't. And that balls, that's from anything from increasing your prices to setting up a new brand to being able to hit, uh, to get to a million pound business. If you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way, you are right. So that was the first panel section and we had a break for coffee, uh, lots of great chats in between, had to hurl everyone back into the room again to start the second session which was all around pricing and repricing. There was a lot of talk around repricing existing clients. It's Most of us are okay in terms of setting up a system and having a pricing system in order to price new clients. But many accountants struggle with repricing existing clients because of that that mental block, that uh, that feeling of uh, not wanting to be rejected, that uh, feeling that all oh, my clients will leave. And we got to hear stories of accountants who'd gone through the process of members, who'd gone through the process of going through that client base and doing the gap analysis that I suggest in terms of putting your existing clients through your pricing system once you've got it set up to see what they should be paying versus what they are paying, figure out what the gap is and then have a plan of attack to hit those clients one by one to, in order to be able to reprice them to what they should be paying. And we heard over and over again from three, four, five members saying that they had those same thoughts in their mind, those same mental blockers about, oh, I don't want to do this, and they kept putting it off and off and off, and it was only getting that accountability from working with someone like me to push them to do this and to hear the stories that other people were getting and to give themselves that uh, that accountability that forced them to take action. And once they took action, once they got into the rhythm of things and they started to see those successes, then those fears started to fall away. 
because those small successes gave them confidence that, oh, I can do this. Oh, my clients are not leaving. Oh, clients are not saying no. Oh, they are going through and the renewals are happening and I'm getting paid more for doing the same amount of work. Oh, and if a client is leaving, it's fantastic because actually we didn't really want them to say and they drain uh, our team of all our energy and they're a pain to deal with. So it was actually a breath of fresh air when they left. In reality, Although we think that most of our clients are going to leave, very rarely do they actually leave in droves. You might have a small amount that left. In fact, some of the ones we spoke to said that on average, they increased fees by over 40 to 50 percent and nobody left. No clients left. So you're getting 50 percent more income, more profit on the bottom line without doing any more work. Wouldn't you imagine being in that situation? So lots of talk around the process, the how, as to how they went about doing it, the nitty gritty. So it was a great day of actually talking about big picture stuff in terms of strategy, the business model, the positioning in terms of where we are heading in the new normal, the ability to get business nationwide and therefore the importance of really niching down and specializing so you can attract business from anywhere in the country because you've got your messaging right. You don't need to have been in business for years and years and years to get those high five-digit recurring fees. You don't need to have lots of offices. You don't need to have all the letters after your name you get your positioning right and your messaging right and you too can build a practice a specialist practice that attracts the clients that value what you do and pay you those premium fees of 5 10 15 20,000 pounds for doing work that you are already doing because you are really clear on who you serve and how you serve them and give them that full virtual finance office type offering so that was the second part, the pricing and repricing. Lots of uh, great stories there of members who had, in the last year alone, increased their GRF by uh, £80,000, by £100,000, just from following the repricing process. So if you haven't already, go and listen to my podcast episodes on repricing. I've done one on the three-part repricing approach. I've done one on the gap analysis. There's two or three episodes. If you just search for them, you'll be able to find them and put a plan together to start repricing. Of course, if you want to do a deep dive on this and you want to get my support and the support of the community and extra resources in terms of email templates and pricing system and a deep dive into how to reprice existing clients, then come and join the pack because it's all there waiting for you. Give me a second whilst the ambulance just passes. <laughs> just gone. Hope, uh, hope everyone's okay. The third panel was on the third challenge that I hear. Now, this wasn't in priority order, but it's probably one of the, for you, it might be your biggest challenge. And that is all to do with people. How do we attract the best talent? How do we retain our high performance? How do we maximize everyone's potential? So lots of uh, good discussions ensued on that. Again, I had a panel. I had, it wasn't just me talking. It was four members that are with big teams. So we're talking about members who had scaled to uh, a million and beyond, uh, who had teams of 15 to 22 people. So hearing from them in terms of how they structured their business, how they got to where they were, the different structures that they had tried, the setups at the moment in terms of the mix between managers, senior managers, juniors, apprentices, using offshoring, using outsourcing. So all the lots of uh, useful and beneficial experiences shared that was of real value to other members in the room. Because 
quite often, you know, we don't know what we don't know. We've never gone beyond our current level. So if you're at 100,000 now, you're at 200,000 now, you don't know what it's like to run a half a million pound practice or a one million pound practice. You don't know what structure it requires. So rather than you having to go through the heartache of figuring things out alone, whether it requires you to get another couple of managers in, whether you should toy with offshoring, which jurisdiction to use, should you go to India, should you go to Pakistan, should you go to the Philippines, you know, should you go to Eastern Europe, what should you try without you wasting time and money doing the wrong things this is the benefit of being part of a community where other people are sharing openly sharing their experiences of what they have done to get the results that they have got that was a really lively session with lots of light bulb moments going off lots of epiphany lots of really high added value because the smaller practices in the room got to see what it would be like to run a half a million pound practice, to run a million pound practice. So actually moving towards that model, they got some really good ideas in terms of, right, okay, well, I should probably start looking into offshoring a bit now and give that a go and the jurisdiction to choose and how to go about choosing them and what to do to make sure I don't make the mistakes that other people had gone through they'd gone through the heartache of doing it and trying it and some things working and some things not working and all that was shared in the room to give others the the permission and the head start in terms of trying trying to go about scaling a business themselves we discussed other matters around you know retaining your high performers how to get people locked in there was a talk about the the fear of giving too much autonomy to client managers in case they left to set up their own businesses and took clients with them and there was a few stories of that in the room which was there was a very delicate balance to run right between actually you need to have a business that runs without you so you want to be able to to delegate and give autonomy to your people but at the same time you do run the risk of potentially what happens if they if they leave and they take the clients with them so lots of good discussions and debate on that uh, on that topic as well and uh, uh in terms of you know how do you how do you go about mitigating those those risks uh, or whether it's a risk that's worth taking um certainly in my view it is definitely a risk worth taking but on the flip side what you do is you just create an awesome culture you create an awesome culture that nobody wants to leave even the most ambitious of people you give them all the autonomy in the world you give them the trust you give them the recognition you give them um the rewards that they would like and everybody's different some people might be motivated by having some kind of connection to the the revenue they're bringing in other people are more technicians they're not they're not motivated by money they're motivated by other things and i've talked about before in the past in other episodes about people particularly the ones titled Autonomy, Mastery and Purpose, the three levers, the three things that really drive human motivation, employee motivation. Go and check those out if you haven't already. So that was the third session all around people in terms of how to attract the best talent, retain our high performers and maximize everyone's potential. We then had a break and we came back and we had a, uh, an excellent session with uh, my administrator, PA, stroke, uh, office manager stroke uh, extraordinaire called Karen who uh, was which was something that uh, was 
suggested by a member that uh, every time um, they ask me about something, I say, oh, you need to ask Karen, or, or Karen does that, and um, don't ask me, but ask Karen. So it was uh, by popular demand that uh, Karen kindly agreed to do a panel as well, a Q&A type session, led by a member called Jill. So Jill kindly came, and she actually ran that session, so I wasn't asking uh, Karen the questions. Uh, I was out of the picture, so she could be as honest as possible, and, or she was, she was always honest anyway, and Jill was asking uh, questions around how she manages everything, what uh, systems uh, and processes does she put in place to be able to, to do everything that she, that she does, because she does a lot for me. She basically does all our onboarding, she does all our uh, practice bookkeeping now, she manages uh, all our client support, front of house, uh, administrator, she also helps me on my uh, customer service for the coaching business. She handles a lot, um, handles all our kind of, you know, banking and property portfolio. So Karen gets through a lot. So yeah, I know, the, and uh, I've said before that if I was starting again, that the first hire would be someone with those administrative type of skills that can take the admin off your plate because there's always so much admin to do and if you can get a good organizer in and if you you need to put the system in place to begin with but if you can get an executor in and that's what karen is she's a great executor she's a great implementer she might not come up with the ideas but once i've got a system and i put it in place and the process is in place she will diligently follow it she will add to it she will improve it she will set herself reminders to make sure things don't get forgotten and she is she makes sure that a practice runs like a well-oiled machine so jill came to the front and she was quizzing karen on anything and everything uh, other members also asked questions and there was lots of good value got from that in terms of what should we look for in an administrator what kind of tasks should we get them to do what can we delegate how do we get someone like you uh, without poaching you so lots of uh, lots of good discussions on that topic and giving uh, the attendees the uh, some ideas around how to go about hiring someone like Karen and what kind of jobs to give them and what to delegate and how to do it in a way that uh, doesn't involve uh, full-on training and what kind of person to find and so on so lots of great discussions on that as well. And then we concluded with a session on reflections and uh, takeaways and most importantly, actions, because it's great coming to these events. It's great uh, coming to the mentoring sessions. It's great being part of these communities. But at the end of the day, to get results, you need to take action. So that's the most important thing. At the end, everyone had to talk about what their reflections were, what they got from the day, and more importantly, what were the big three actions they are going to put it put into action and actually do over the course of the coming weeks, having attended yesterday's session. So hopefully um, you've got a bit of FOMO <laughs> after listening to that. Thank you. I wish you uh, wishing you were there. If you were there, then I hope I've given you a recap of what we discussed, um, and you had a you had an awesome day. But if you don't want to miss out again, and if you want to take part in these sessions in the future, the in-person ones are done around once a year. However. The members meet together every single week. We have lunch and learn sessions that take place every single Thursday, hosted by a member. I'm not even there. So similar sort of discussions going on. So whatever you have on your mind, you can come in and you can offload and you can get the opinions of other practice owners who've 
been in the journey already with you, share their experiences, both from a big, you know, high level strategic type thinking down to the weeds in terms of software they're using and processes they're using to get stuff done, to reduce the overwhelm, to reduce the stress, to reduce time, to make more money, ultimately to get that freedom that we all want. So that happens every single Thursday in the pack, in the community. You know what to do if you want to come aboard. Go to redhood.com forward slash join the pack and we look forward to welcoming you on board. Otherwise, hope you found that uh, useful. You got an idea of uh, of how these events run and the benefit and the value that comes from being in a room with other people who are undergoing a similar journey as you. As Napoleon Hill said, that no two minds come together without a third invisible force. Excuse me. Without a third invisible force, which we can term as a third mind, resulting in the uh, resulting in combined forces and a function of harmony. I forget the exact words, but you get the drift. Not only was it just two minds in that room, it was nearly 28, 29 minds that came together to make this event such a fantastic one. So I hope to see you on the next one, uh, or even better, I hope to see you on the next Lunch and Learn, or hear that you have come on board, and come and learn from your peers. Stop wasting time and money and effort and stress trying to do it all alone. Come and join the pack, and I look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care, have a great rest of the day, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you want to spend more time together, get access to me personally for your questions, access to resources and training that will help you to shortcut your progress together with being part of an incredible community of accountants or helping each other, then come and join the pack, the Profitable Accountants Community. There's a hundred plus accountants that I mentor and they help each other to get results faster than trying to do it alone. Go to reshood.com forward slash mentoring to learn more or message me directly on LinkedIn. Take care.